0: All right, well, we want to welcome everyone back who's tuning in for our daily podcast on the Stations of the Cross. And again, if if you haven't been doing it, or if you have been doing it, we want to encourage you to... Pray together with us as a whole diocese every day at 3 p.m. and we're going to be doing the Stations of the Cross in order as we approach Good Friday. Um, and so we're calling this podcast one so that we can be united as one heart and one mind, seeking to pray together as a diocese during this time when we're not going into our parishes for masses or Stations of the Cross. We still want to be praying together. And so um, as we continue our way on the way of the cross, walking with the Lord on on His way of the cross, we're going 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 to be approaching station number four today, which is Jesus meets his mother. And so yesterday we were in station number three, Jesus falls for the first time. And, And really what I get today as we approach Jesus meeting his mother and seek to break that open is it's taking everything that's happened in the previous stations and it brings it up close and it makes it really personal. And what happened when he was condemned to death and what happened when he was mocked by the soldiers and crowned with thorns and when the cross was laid on his shoulders or when he fell the first time. If if it hasn't yet become very close and very personal, today we're going to experience it becoming very close and very personal because Jesus meets his mother. And when you meet someone, you're with them. And so there's no longer an observing from the distance, but Mary becomes uh, one who touches the pain and the suffering, really. For her, it becomes very personal And what is interesting as we uh, walk our way through this station is that the scripture that the text is actually going to give us comes from the early chapter, one of the early chapters of the Gospel of Luke, and it's actually what we call the presentation. And so it's when Joseph and Mary would have taken Jesus to the temple and presented him, bought him back for two turtle doves. And so it actually is one of the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And this is something that's very, I guess, ironic to me is that this is a scene that is firstly one of the joyful mysteries of the rosary, but it's also what we call one of Mary's seven sorrows. And if if you don't know what I'm talking about there, you can look up Our Lady of the Sorrows, Our Lady of Sorrows, and she has seven sorrows. And this is, so this is both one of the Joyful Mysteries of the Rosary, as well as one of Mary's seven sorrows. And it's here used as a scripture for one of the stations of the cross. And so in all that explanation, I guess the, the very simple tension that I see playing out, but it's also something that's very beautiful is that The scripture we'll pray today is simultaneously maybe one of Mary's proudest moments, presenting her son in the temple, as well as one of the prophecies of one of the hardest moments of her life. As Simeon says a sword will pierce your heart as well. And your son will be destined for the rise and the fall of many, but but a sword will also pierce your heart. And so for Mary, it becomes something very personal today as she suffers with her son, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love the line in there where it says, a sword will pierce through your own heart also. Um, and it just reminds me that like Mary herself cannot be left unchanged by all this. Um, and so, it yeah, and reminds me yesterday kind of, of what we kind of talked about um, in our last station and the difference between just kind of observing from observing from afar versus entering like more deeply into the station so that, yeah, by this we may also um, be changed as well, like Mary. Uh, yeah, and as we look at the station today and as we look at the meditation, it invites us to consider um, Mary and Jesus like beholding each other and what was in um, each of their eyes in that moment, like in beholding the way that they looked at each other, that gaze. And oh man, just I can't even begin to imagine what was held in those eyes, like all that was in Mary's heart and all that was in Jesus's heart in that moment. And I can't imagine that those things would be hidden from each other in their gaze.
0: Yeah, and it, what the pre-Psalm meditation is actually going, I love a line that's in there. It says, let us consider Jesus's eyes meeting his mother's eyes. And so, like, what you're just saying, like, strikes me as... Yeah, what could have been hidden in those eyes? But everything was like revealed at that moment. There was two vulnerable hearts, two wounded hearts, sorrowful heart, a pure sacred heart um, coming together and looking at one another. And when I prayed through that line, let us contemplate Jesus's eyes meeting his mother's eyes is it took me back to maybe that first moment when Mary would have looked into Jesus's eyes in that town of Bethlehem right after his birth and she looked into his eyes for the first time and there he was like innocent pure not caught up in theological uh, beefs with the Pharisees and Sadducees not a public preacher or healer or teacher or anything along those lines, but just her tiny child Jesus. And perhaps one of the next times she would have looked into his eyes when she presents him at the temple here and hears Simeon's prophecy. And at that moment on the way to the cross, when their eyes locked, perhaps evoking memories of 33 years of looking into one another's eyes and the drama that would have played out at that moment. Luke has this line here in the presentation, and he'll use it at other places in his gospel where he says, that Mary kept these things in her heart, or Mary pondered these things within her heart. Um, So we have here someone who for 33 years pondered the mystery of what was meant by her son in her heart, pondered the mystery of the the wise men showing up at that town in Bethlehem when she looked into his eyes for the first time, or pondered the mystery of what Simeon's prophecy could mean of her heart would be pierced as well. And so we have 33 years playing out at that moment of pondering things within her heart, locking eyes with her son. And what the text leads us next to see is it's it's at this moment and at this moment of drama that they begin to pray with one another.
1: Mm, yes, and I love that. And just as they're praying together the, the Psalms, like the reality... Um or even drawn back, like you were saying, to their to their history, to their life together. And the way that which Mary and Joseph would have taught Jesus to pray the Psalms, or even the image of him crawling up in their laps to pray together, or before he could pray them himself, listening to them pray the Psalms. So it's just a beautiful image at this very moment. Moment as they come together and their eyes meet, and then together they lift their eyes, almost lift them up in prayer, and just the beautiful moment um, of consolation yeah. that that could be for each of them just to pray together.
0: Yeah, and I love this moment. line: is right after we're led to uh, contemplate Jesus' and Mary's eyes meeting. The text tells us that the Psalms were at the heart of Jewish spirituality and would have been at the heart, therefore, of the life of the Holy Family at Nazareth, Mary and Jesus would have chanted the Psalms daily. And the mystery of that, this very Psalm that we're going to pray today, which is going to be Psalm 31, they probably have prayed together very many times, sitting together in their living room. Yes. And when you uh, use that line that uh, they lifted their eyes together to the Father, is Mary almost being a reminder of what that Psalm meant in their home at Nazareth? And so, also evoking the memory of what that Psalm can mean here as he walks to the Stations of the Cross, is that she's a, a reminder of the heart of prayer that she taught him in the beginning, and that he's here using as he walks to his Father towards his. Cross cross. And so, um, yeah, there, there's so much playing out right in front of us in this station. 33 years of memories, 33 years of looking into one another's eyes, 33 years of praying together. Um, it's going to, in a very intense way, em- evoke so many things. And so what I think about is any mother would hold a lot in her heart of 33 years with any child. But when you have also the son of God as your child 33 years of miracles 33 years of sufferings 33 years of of public preaching and teaching She she has so much in her heart and she's watching that walk to the cross is no matter how immaculate Mary's heart is her heart is also very sorrowful at this moment. This is a very sorrowful moment. And what we'll sing together in the Stabat Mater is a line, sad and sore distressed. Now the distress that Jesus had, that he experienced, now the, now his, um yeah, his loneliness and his affliction, she's claiming it as her own. She, this is a heart that's sorrowful. It's a heart that's sad and sore distressed.
1: Yes, yeah. I, you know, I, I can't. I can't help but wonder too, one of the ways we talk all the time about Mary being blessed and that's so right and so beautiful and so true. Um, And we're
0: actually going to say that in this verse as well. Is she sad and sore distressed, this mother blessed. uh, Yes,
1: highly blessed. And so, um, but just drawn to where even Jesus in scripture, like offering like blessed meaning, um, one who hears my word and observes it and just can't help but think of Mary in that moment. Um, yeah, how challenging that must have been to hear and observe the word in the midst of, yeah, all she was feeling and all that was happening in her heart in this moment where, um, yeah, that, that must not have been easy. To
0: actually accept what was happening in front of her.
1: Exactly, exactly as the will of the Father, but that she remains blessed in that.
0: Yeah, Um, he who's blessed who hears my word and observes it Mary becomes blessed in this moment by actually allowing what's happening to continue happening by not um, by not stepping in by not preventing it Mm -hmm. from happening just reminds me of of in that moment, so much of our theology of the person Mary is just summed up as the fathers of the church saw her as anticipating the church as a church that's one who's supposed to receive Christ's sacrifice, allow it to happen, um, and to receive Christ's sacrifice. And Mary at this moment like plays the role of every Christian who doesn't prevent Christ from uh, his self-sacrifice, but actually receives it, allows it to happen, and enters in and allows her heart to be sorrowful as well. And so... We'll take all these things to to a meditation as we pray this station together um, and to maybe allow ourselves, if we haven't yet, to come up close and personal as like Mary who touched the suffering and the pain of of the Lord today as... um, as she meets her son, like allow our hearts to come up and clo- close and personal as we pray this, and to maybe contemplate the mystery of when Jesus looked into Mary's eyes, and let Him look into our eyes as well, and take us back to that first moment in Bethlehem when she would have looked into His eyes, and take us back into the home at Nazareth when when they would have prayed this very Psalm beforehand, and maybe take us back to that moment in the temple and Sim- Simeon's prophecy that a sword would pierce her heart as well, and and to to know what it it's like to actually become that personally involved in these stations. So, let's pray this together.
1: Sounds great. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you,
0: because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
1: Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, "Behold." This child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce through your own heart also, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. Let us contemplate Jesus as he meets his mother on the way of the cross. The Psalms were at the heart of the Jewish spirituality and therein would have been at the heart of life for the Holy Family in Nazareth. Mary and Jesus would have chanted the Psalms daily. Let us consider Jesus' eyes meeting his mother's eyes. Then, just like they would have done in Nazareth, let us imagine Jesus intoning the opening verse and then the two of them together reciting the remainder of Psalm 31. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me, rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me.
0: Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Oh, how sad and sore distressed was that mother highly blessed of the soul-begotten one. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.